Hey everyone, Jax is back. I'm coming to you live from my studio kitchen today. So if you hear dogs barking or dogs eating bones or dogs fighting, you know what's going on. Today is day, um, you know you know what, I don't even know what day it is. I have, it's Friday because the weekend is here. So if you're listening to this on another day, just know that this is a Friday and probably me, like you, are struggling to figure out what day of the week it is with the coronavirus 2020. We are socially isolating ourselves from everyone and everything. We're watching people become laid off and not knowing when this will end. And it's going to put anybody's anxiety level at a 10, at least if you're someone like me who becomes very anxious during times like this. And I'm not going to lie to you in the beginning on day one, day two, day three, just hearing about it, watching the news, I really did not take it seriously. But at this point, you do tend to come to a complete halt when you read about it, hear about it, listening to friends talk about it. It's all there is to see and watch and you can't get away from it. But the one thing that I do know, and I think that all of us can see around us, our healthcare workers and our first responders are the heroes out there. And never before was there a time when we really dug deep and took a look at what they do and how they put themselves in danger every single day the viruses, the, the diseases that are out there, the danger that is out there. So keep them in your prayers. Um, going back to talking about anxiety, that's where this podcast is going to go. I really didn't know how I would share this with you or in what capacity I would share this with you. And by no means do I want anyone to say, oh my gosh, are you going to be okay? because I am fine. But I did want to share this with you because this just goes to show you how in tune I was with healthcare workers last week. Um, It was Thursday. No, I lie. It was Wednesday evening. So you know this is coming right off the cuff here. I don't have any notes to go by. This is just by my memory and what I can tell you. Wednesday night, I happened to be in a lot of pain in my abdominal area Um, in the middle of the night and I got up to walk around to see if I could walk it off didn't understand what it was I I, it could have been my appendix I don't know it was a little bit lower than that maybe I don't know kidney stones my did my back hurt Eh, a little bit I think everything hurt at that point or was it just my anxiety I knew that this was a pain that I had never felt before And I told my husband, I said, I need to go to the emergency room. Last week, mind you, when all of this was at the climax of hospitals in our area setting up tents when people didn't really have all of the answers. Sure enough, my husband and I got into our car and we went to St. Joe's. When we first got there, we were asked questions outside of the hospital And the questions were, do you have a cough? Have you been out of the country? Do you have a fever? You know, all of those questions, I answered no. And they wanted to know what I was there for, and I explained that it was from the pain in my abdomen. And that was was my only symptom, so I wasn't too worried. I wasn't throwing up. I, I really didn't have a fever. So they explained to my husband, because of the circumstances and what's going on, you're going to have to wait somewhere else. 
so he had to stay in the car and wait. As I went into the emergency room and I answered questions and I had to wait in the waiting room and there were just a few people in there with masks on. And of course, I'm not a germaphobe. I'm a hugger. I am a hugger and I am a talker and I want to know how you are, what you're doing, how you're doing. So for me, this is a whole new ball game. I'm not talking to anyone. I'm just sitting there. I'm in pain right now. I just want to be, you know, taken care of. I want answers. I want to know what's going on. So uh, it was my turn to go back and have some blood work taken, uh, explain my situation. Um, they took a urine sample, and as it turned out, they told me it was just a basic UTI. It's just an infection. We're going to give you antibiotics. Um, but to be safe, we're going to give you a CAT scan. I was like, okay, because this is like no other pain that I've had before. So they did the CAT scan and I waited for two hours while my husband is still out in the car. We were able to text one another. The doctor came in and he said, I don't know how to tell you this, but we have found a mass near your pelvis and I I don't know what I did. I don't, I think, I don't know. I probably thought I didn't understand him or I thought maybe he had the wrong patient because no way, no how this is ever going to happen to me. I'm not going to hear a word mass. I'm not going to lead my mind to go into the next step of, oh my gosh, I have six weeks to live because that's what the old Jackie would have done. My anxiety level when I was growing up was unbelievable. My, my father and my brother were both EMTs, uh, both firefighters, and there were scanners throughout the house. Now, if you don't grow up with this, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. I could not stand the sight of someone else's blood, let alone hearing on a scanner, oh, we have a gentleman who's short of breath and we need um, help stat. I don't even know. These stories just went on and on. And every two minutes, you heard EMTs on these scanners of patients and what they were going through and how they needed help and chest pain and pain in the head. And every time I heard something that was going on with someone else, in my mind, it was happening to me. I grew up like that for years. Whenever I heard a story, someone had a pain, someone had uh, a rash, someone had uh, a disease. You can bet I thought that I had it or it was only a matter of time. My anxiety was off the charts. So after hearing this news that I now have a mass, he gives me my instructions to follow up with my doctor and I can be released. Or why don't you just stay overnight and we're going to wait and see what we can do for you or if your symptoms get any worse. <laughs> no, I just want to go home. Please let me go home. So uh, we went home, waited a few hours. I guess we went into the ER. It was maybe 3 a.m. So we waited until my doctor was available. Now, mind you, do you think that a doctor is going, going to want to see you during COVID-20? No, absolutely not. But my doctor, who is amazing, she agreed to see me. So Dr. Jane, thank you. Thank you to those unbelievable people at St. Joseph's.
from Dr. Jane's office. She went through everything with us. She had suggested that we now get an ultrasound. Same day. This is all in the same day. Blood work, CAT scan. Now it's time to get an ultrasound. So from Dr. Jane's office, I now go to the Reading Hospital as she scheduled an ultrasound. Get an ultrasound there. John still has to wait out in the car. He can't come in with me. He can't hear anything that's going on until I come outside. So after the ultrasound, my doctor calls into the office at the Reading Hospital and you can uh, talk to her. And she reads the results that they had given her. And she says, that's what it is. It's a mass. We're not quite sure uh, what it is. It looks to be a like a fatty mass, so no need to worry. So I didn't worry as much as I could have been worried. And from there, I wanted to know, well, what's the next step? Well, the next step happened to be to talk to a surgeon, to let him read all of everything that I have going on with me now. And uh, I also want to say that every healthcare worker that I came across from 3 a.m. in the morning on Wednesday until Thursday afternoon at 5 o'clock when I had half of my answers, I thanked every single one of them for what they are doing and what they are going through. And they were so patient and kind to me, knowing that they have hundreds of people that they're going to have to see. I mean, In our country alone, there are 245,000 cases, 6,000 deaths, and this is only the tip of the iceberg. Now, getting back to where do I go from here to see a surgeon? Jackie, you have a mass. My friend Heather, who I spoke about in one of my very first or second uh, second or third podcast, who works at University of Pennsylvania, uh, spoke to her friend who is a surgeon, who she trusts who she sent my way and said, let's get in touch with him. Let's get some answers. Let's have him read everything that's going on. He stopped what he was doing and he called me. He called me and said, you know, taking a listen to what Heather said, this doesn't seem like it's life or death. And I think that we can handle this um, and you're going to be okay. It may just be a fatty mass. And I'm fine with that. I mean, I lost 30 pounds. If you want to take some more fat from me for free, I'm down with that. But but it's really not that easy. So where we're going from here is, I'm sorry, that was Roman. That was Roman, and he likes to get a little crazy sometimes. So where we're going from here is um, discussing everything with the surgeon at St. Joe's. After that, He said he wants to see all of my test results. He wants all of the reports. He wants all of the images, which St. Joe's and Reading Hospital sent to him. Well, now he wants an MRI. So, an MRI. I don't know how well I'm going to do with that, only because (laughs) I'm not claustrophobic. But if I can't be in an open MRI, I think I'm just going to waive that option. (laughs) But sure enough, at St. Joe's, I was able to go back and again at the tents near the emergency room, you are questioned. Do you have a fever? Do you have a cough? Have you been out of the country? The answers are all no. My husband can't come in with me again for an MRI, something that I've never had, something that I've never had to go through and something that 
is absolutely nothing. No worries. And I know that there are people who are struggling with things that are a hundred times worse in this world. And I completely understand that. So I get my MRI. The report was sent to Dr. Fraker's office in Philadelphia. And he called me to let me know, yes, this is a mass. I can't explain the name of it to you all right now because I, I don't know all of the medical terms. But what I can tell you is, A, it's nothing to worry about. B, it scared me. It tested my anxiety for sure. Um, C, it will be taken care of after the coronavirus is all said and done. This is not life-threatening. This will be taken care of. So I just wanted to share all of that with you and have you understand um, some of the things that have been going on with me. And at a time like this, it certainly does rock the boat because we're all going through enough already. So it was a wait and see kind of thing and how we're going to deal with things like this during a time like this. And rest assured, I know that I'm in good hands with all of our healthcare workers and first responders that were able to uh, take a look at things like this that weren't at the top of their list. They made time for me and my family and helped me to understand things just a little bit better. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, bear with me. We're going back inside. Um, I wanted to end today's podcast with just a, a few ideas that maybe I could help you with along the way um, that you might enjoy, like reading a good book during this time. Or I always have to stop and smell my hyacinths. I never thought that I would be able to find time to stop and smell the hyacinths because they put me in a really peaceful mood. I'm also going to make a lemon and raspberry cake today. And I'm going to use coconut flour. Never did that. So we're going to do things that we've never done before. My friends, Sean and Liz, adopted a Labradoodle, which is coming in the middle of the month. So why not, why not start searching uh, adopting a pet? Come on. Savoring the last season of Ozark. Another idea. And um, just try and stay healthy. When you see a first responder, make sure you keep your distance because they need to stay healthy. But make sure you thank them. That's at the top of my list. And our healthcare workers. Take your vitamin C, enjoy the sun when you can, do some breathing exercises, and wash your hands. 